0: I jump, 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 jump. jump. I said, a hip, the hip, hop, the hip, a hip, a hip. hip How you don't stop? Rap, rap. I will definitely call you back later then. Come on, wrap it up. Big Big, sharp up. Okay,
1: you don't wrap up the circle thing. Come on. Mr. Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. That is a wrap. That means we're going to talk about the events and news of the week and get, you know, I never know what's going to happen on the wrap. That's part of why I love it. I always try to get good, smart people in here who uh, know a few things and, uh, you know, they're friends or at least they can endure me. And I'll put these uh, ladies in this category. We've got uh, Anna Higgins. Uh, She's a longtime friend, a lawyer and a lobbyist. Don't hold either of those against her. Right, Anna? Right, strike one,
2: strike two. <laughs> She's
1: good. And uh, Kristen Rhodes, also a longtime friend who has um, done many things, but she is currently a realtor with 11 Rinky Realty. Hello. And will actually be filling in for me. Yes, uh, excited. The 26th, the day after Christmas. Yeah, so very, very cool. Great, Yay, we're back
0: again. <laughs> All right, let, let's start
1: with this. Um, I, I don't know whether it's the big news of the week or not, but I did want to get thoughts if you have them. Uh, President Biden signs the Respect for Marriage Act. Um, it, you know, Simultaneously codifies uh, gay marriage as the law of the land, which the Supreme Court had already done, but also says interracial marriage is the law of the land, which the Supreme Court did, you know, 50-plus years ago and hasn't been controversial since. I talked about that in our transgressors. Um, but, you know, in terms of the significance of this law, my question has been, do they even have constitutional grounds to make that for all 50 states? My tend to answer is no, but that's something that would have to be litigated. And who would litigate? Who would have standing to oppose... It's it complicated stuff but Anna you're a lawyer any thoughts on this?
2: I do have a couple thoughts. Um fortunately or unfortunately I've had a lens into the legislative system for a long time and I have suspect I I suspect that there's not Entirely pure motives behind crafting this legislation, especially in light of a burgerfeld, like you mentioned. Right. That um so what they basically did is codify this. They've got a religious exemption in there, but it's not really um that strong. So I anticipate a lot of litigation actually. Um and uh, you know, my other thought on that is there's a lot going on in this country that it needs to be worked on. Why are we you know, focusing on that right now since it's already the law of the land.
1: Well, and I mean, clearly it was intended as a before the election, let's say we're working on something, you know, the Democrats were clearly pushing for that, even though it didn't get ratified until after. That was something that they made a campaign issue out of because of the, uh, you know, the Dobbs decision. I mean, obviously. Uh, other stuff that's going on, Kirsten, if you want to, we're well, now, okay. Fair which I understand because I thought, you know, and I to me, I was really bothered by the fact that they put both together because, they're to me, there's such different issues. But it's, it's fine. It's been the argument all these times. And when somebody has political power, they do what they're going to do. UWF has a new head coach. All right. Go Argos. Pete Shinnick was a great, I mean, fantastic. genuinely fantastic, and a good man and a Christian leader and a mentor. And, you know, his priorities were make good men, make good graduates, make good football yeah. players in that order. And I loved that. But Caleb Noble's – seems to be the same kind of mold although he doesn't have as much track record at 29 years young uh thoughts about him as a new head coach
0: well you know it's it whenever you've got something good you don't want to let go of it but right. you know when you've got such a great track record as as coach shinnick had you knew the day was going to come that another college was going to scoop him up and so um you know it's it was a sad day for us but he had so much to be proud of and we're proud to have him start that program and you know I sometimes you have to to take a chance on people and not look at their age but hope that you know maybe the good thing is that he hasn't had too many years of some uh some bad habits or things uh ahead of you know it in his back pocket or whatever. I think that he's going to do great. He's what, got big shoes to fill, which is, you know, a lot of – hear that a lot, but I think that he's up for the challenge. It'll be good.
1: And, I, you know, he's got certain advantages, right? He's been coaching, coached with Pete, coached with uh, Dabo Sweeney, you know, and also I think players respect a person that they know can do anything that he's asking them to do. Absolutely. Certainly he's got that going for him. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, Anna, what I think of is uh, the old advice in sort of, I don't know, ethics circles is uh, like when you're an employee – you know, be such a good employee that when you leave, they're crying. Right. <laughs> you know, because they're losing you. And that's, you know, Chinnick has clearly been that kind of an employee that we're all just, no. I mean, but we kind of, we feared this would happen. We had started to not fear it anymore because we started to think maybe forever and, well, you know, no. But um, I just think it's a great credit to him and to the program that we started so well.
2: Absolutely. You know, um, this new coach is exciting. He's coming from a great program. Yeah. I don't think that that should be um, underestimated at all. I mean, we've, we've done so well at UWF. We're really proud of what's been done. And I think he's going to continue that uh, legacy that's been left for
1: him. It's going to take, you know, we're obviously going to have to find out. You got to play the games to yeah. find out. But I, you know, I also am super optimistic. All right. This is one I'm, I'm particularly interested in your take on this because it, we've got this proposal to make the school board become partisan so that all of your school board members would be partisan races. They'd be Republicans or Democrats instead of, eh, you know, whatever they are. Even though we all typically know, if you know what these, you can typically figure it out. And, you know, Kevin Adams was on uh, Jeff Bergash's Coffee with the Commissioner this week saying that he supports this. He thinks it's important. School board issues are often partisan, and they certainly hit on the values, distinctions between Democrats and Republicans. What do you think about the idea of having the R or the D or the I or G for Green Party or whatever, behind their names, Kristen, you think we should, We shouldn't? What do you think?
0: Um, you know, I haven't really thought too much about that um, before. I've always thought it was kind of interesting that the school board race is one of those that is nonpartisan because I think it's it's impossible to take your viewpoints, whether it be, con- you know conservative, progressive, you know, liberal, out of how you you govern out of the decisions that you make and so with the school board race being nonpartisan, you're asking people to make decisions um, not knowing what their what their viewpoints really are on that when we can see clearly that in, especially in public school system, it is getting more and more divisive. There are more and more things that are coming up that do challenge people's values and have concerns about things like that. And so I think that, you know, that it could be a good thing to to help open up the eyes of the voters a little bit more to understand what the uh, candidates' backgrounds and viewpoints might be.
1: It, it seems to me like a, a, a fool's errand, you know, to try to pretend like This can be nonpartisan. It's kind of like the the myth of somebody in the media who's neutral trying to pretend like they equally No, everybody's got biases. Everybody shades things a certain way. And certainly for school board members. I mean, if if there is there is no place in our public society where values and religion and ethics and uh, character run into conflicts than in schools right i mean that is the flashpoint for so many of these issues uh, and i want to get your thoughts on this but we got to take a quick break first let's get traffic now from uh, candy Colourton.
0: Oh, uh, candy. Okay. Uh, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> traffic on the 5 is brought to you by Avalon. With everything going on, you need Avalon. Not showing any slowdowns right now. It looks like I-10 and I-110 clear. 98 is clear from Navarre into Gulf Breeze. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable.
1: All right. So, Anna, what do you think? I mean, do we need the information? Does it benefit us? Uh, is this you know, pollute races somehow or other or taint the image of the school board? What do you think?
2: Right. And I think Kristen made some great points. And as a parent, I look back at what has been going on in in multiple states. And like you said, the flashpoints of all of these major issues that school boards have to consider and decide. And it would be helpful as a parent and as a voter to be able to know what their background is politically, because they are going to make decisions that are quasi-governmental or political. Um, but I do see the other side of that in in that, for example, we live in a very conservative voting area, so having a maybe a D after your name would be um, difficult. would would make the process a little more difficult for for the election. But you know, I do think parents um, and voters have the right to know um, where a candidate is coming from. Um, when they're going to be deciding some of these politically explosive issues.
1: Yeah, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting this last go around for the District 2 Escambia County Commissioner race. You had a guy named uh, Ray Gillery who was running uh, for the school board, and he had run before as a county commissioner. He's a Democrat. Everybody knows he's a Democrat. He's very, very liberal. And yet for a school board, all of a sudden I'm supposed to pretend that doesn't happen. Right. I'm supposed to like, no, we can't say that, you know, like even as as I'm covering the race, I think, well, do I mention that? Is it appropriate to mention that? You, you know, that it, it, it seems weird to me anytime you try to hide information from people, uh, even when it's a good goal. Because I see I do see the other side I'm with you that maybe, um, you know, the concern would be that now because they've gotten elected as partisans, that somehow their purpose in being on the school board is to. Influence things in that partisan direction as opposed to their purpose really being to serve the educational needs of the kids and to allow for the important values that everybody might bring to the table to protect and safeguard that rather than to just do Republican things or just do Democrat things. We'll take another quick break. We'll be back in a minute. I'm Andrew McKay. It's The Wrap with Anna Higgins and Kristen Rhodes here on News Radio 92 3.
0: Looking for unique and one-of-a-kind gift ideas for this holiday season? Look no further. Prim and Proper, an extraordinary boutique nestled in Gulf Breeze Proper, has unique gift ideas for everyone on your list. Local vendor art, custom engraving, personalized and coastal ornaments, and even gifts for your pets. Prim and Proper has gifts for everyone, including yourself. Prim and Proper is located in your neighborhood Walmart shopping center in Gulf Breeze Proper and online at primandproper.com.
2: Uh, this is Cole with Commander Air, wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a much happier New Year. This is Ryan Cole with World Ford in Pensacola wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a
1: much happier New Year. This is Cody with Jim's Firearms wishing you a safe holiday season and reminding you, don't text and drive. This is Darren Costello with Costello's wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
0: And happy holidays from our locally owned family of stations. 991 FM, 1330 AM, ESPN, Pensacola. News Radio 92.3 AM,
2: 1620 and Cat Country
1: Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3
2: FM, AM 1620, and online at NewsRadio923.com. Download our mobile
1: app or listen through Alexa.
2: Your costume is pretty.
1: Oh, it's not a costume. I'm an elf. Well, technically I'm a human, but I was raised by elves.
2: Oh, I'm a human. Raised by humans.
1: We wish
2: you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
1: Good, Good morning, 850 here on News Radio 92, three, nine days. Nine days. <laughs> All right, quick test. Darren Boyd, nine days.
0: Sorry, I'm just alerting my husband. So nine we, days till Christmas. We
1: have Anna Higgins and Kristen Rhodes here in studio with, with me for the wrap. Uh, quick test, have you done your Christmas shopping, Anna? I'm done. Nice. When would you finish?
2: yesterday
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna make it sound like it's been a month when were you done mm. what time is it you know kristen
0: first time ever in my life and probably f- last time ever i not only had the house decorated all the presents bought and wrapped uh-huh. wow and everything done like a week ago First time? First time You ever. strike me
1: as somebody who would always have it done in advance.
0: We are normally <laughs> right. up until – Like my
1: like m- wife, very organized, you know? 3
0: a.m. wrapping Christmas, you know, on is, Christmas Is that Eve. for this year
1: or next year? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, Kristen. <laughs>
0: this morning, Steve said, if you get any more uh, on the ball with things, I'm not going to be able to get to my clothes in the closet because the whole closet <laughs> is filled with wrap gifts.
1: I come from a long tradition of uh, people who, like my father before me, If we're doing Christmas shopping, and I luckily don't have to do much of it. Danny takes care of it all. Uh, But my dad specifically likes to go out on Christmas Eve at the late hour just to partake (laughs) of the nuttiness.
0: I have one gift left, and that's for my stepdad, Mike, because he will not tell me what he wants. So, Mike, if you're listening, I need to know what you want for Christmas. (laughs) You're you're going to get left off. You're
1: going to be on the naughty list. All right. Fair enough. Hey, uh, one of the interesting things the governor came out with yesterday is that uh, if you use the SunPass more than 35 times in a month mm-hmm. this coming year, there's a $500 million, That's half a billion dollars of fund money that uh, you're going to get half off that month's bill. So, like, if you go through Garson 20 times, you go through Bob Sykes, you know, f- 15 times. Your bill would be a buck fifteen a trip for Garcon Point and fifty cents for Bob Sykes on the following month. And I just got a note in from Robert Bender. He said that if people have the annual pass for Bob Sykes, they're not going to get any kind of a discount on that. That this would be only for people who are paying per trip and only if you have a sun pass, not by cash. But Anna, I'm I'm eager to see. I, I don't know how much difference this will make for people, but I've always thought. We really have yet to see how much people will use, um, particularly Garson Point, when the price is very low. Because two thirty is low, but it's not under two bucks. And I always thought two bucks was the break point psychologically. I think we'll really find out what kind of use people would like to make out of that bridge. What do you think?
2: That's a great point. I think, you know, that people have been avoiding Garson, and I think that this is a great impetus for them to go ahead and start using it. But also, in these times, I have to make the point. Anything helps. Every little bit mm-hmm. helps in these times. So I'm, I'm actually really grateful that they're doing this.
1: And I know it's going to benefit people in South Florida more because they use more f- tolls and the tolls are higher. Obviously, ours here are not that high, but still, uh, they save something like forty bucks a month. Average is kind of what the people who take advantage of this will. Kristen,
0: I think it's great. In like you said, it's gonna it's a lot different from our area than South Florida because we really don't have that many tolls. Uh, with the the number of times needed to use it, it's not going to change, in my opinion, the usage of Garcon Point because that's going to be that's designed more for people who have to commute. Right. That's not yeah. going to be the, oh, I need to get up to Milton more quickly, so I'm going to hop up there because you're still not going to go 35 times in a month to get that discount, most likely. But the people who it will save them money to go that way, you know, gas or things like that for commuting back and forth for work – which is what it's designed for, really, is going to be a big help. Every little bit helps. The one
1: place I was thinking about it is maybe a person who lives, like, in Pace Mm -hmm. uh, or East Milton and maybe works on the beach. You know, how do they Mm -hmm. get there now? Well, you know, probably they take 10 to 110, Yeah, you know, probably, just to avoid the toll. Well, now the toll is significantly less. Maybe they, for the first time ever, you know, take Garcon and maybe do it, you Mm -hmm. know, Twenty or well, you know, twenty round or twenty round trips so forty trips in a month or something like that.
0: Although right now with the construction on ninety eight in Gulf Breeze, it is a pain getting <laughs> oh, from Garçon yeah. to Pensacola Beach.
1: Oh, and great news, they're gonna start some repaving construction on Highway 90. So um <laughs> Yes! Right. Favorite thing ever. It's fantastic. Yay. Uh this is something that we also saw um come out in the last couple of days, basically. Uh, Yesterday, you saw Governor DeSantis signal his support for what some people are calling constitutional carry. I don't particularly favor that term because it. I think it's misleading in, in implying that what we currently have is unconstitutional for requiring a permit. Uh, but the idea to be able to carry concealed without any kind of permit, any kind of license, anything like that. I'll get you guys' thoughts on that in just a second. Let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives.
0: Once again, this is brought to you by Avalon HR. With everything going on, you need Avalon. Also, Bobby Likas Auto Service. Looks like Barry Hill Road, Dogwood Drive, Hamilton Bridge Road, Glover Lane. They're all clear, not showing any uh, problems on Highway 90. Looks good to go. Traffic on the Fives brought to you by Bobby Likas auto service on davis highway if you have traffic tips text 437-1620 news radio 92 3 informative local dependable can
1: i can i tell you just this is this is a funny little story about robert bender so i had texted him to ask him about the toll i told you i mentioned that and he texted me but he gave me a very detailed explanation of everything and then he says you know i just got a new phone last week i lost a lot of my old context who is this Meaning, he doesn't uniquely and specially answer Andrew McKay's texts, right? If you're a citizen, and he'll, anybody who asks. That's he, true. And he is very much that way. Did you tell him who you were? I didn't. No, oh, so I'm like... Ask him what
0: he's wearing. And I, t- I told
1: him, <laughs> I was basically going to say, I'm so wounded, but yeah, it's Andrew McKay. So And he probably knows now because he often listens. Anyway, um, so uh, without a permit concealed carry, uh, Alabama already has this, okay? And it's a little weird that we're playing catch up on the thing. But uh, Anna, what do you think? Is that going to happen? Is the legislature willing to go to that?
2: Um, I think you've got a, a composition of the legislature right now where you could see this happen, um, and especially the political will of the governor is strong right now. He's going to be maybe running for president. <laughs> so I. If think, he's not, he
1: sure is playing the part well.
2: Yeah, I think the speaker's going to fall in line with the governor here. I don't know that for sure, but. Um, You know, I see, again, both sides of the issue here. Um, You know, as a person who is um, really an advocate of being a very responsible gun owner, I understand that the idea of permitting uh, is important, but I do um, understand where the governor is coming from. And and like you said, Alabama has this. We're looking at Texas, you know, uh, lots of other states. So um, we'll see what happens, but I do think the legislature is going to consider it.
1: Full blown open carry?
2: No, no, no. I'm sorry. Concealed, no, no, no. No, no, no. I'm I'm saying beyond, oh, beyond permitless
1: that. concealed carry, what do you think about full, full blown open? I've lived in two states where we had it, Arizona and Oregon. I love it. I believe in it, but, you know.
2: Okay. Yeah. I do. I act actually am a proponent of
1: that. Kristen, what do you think? Conceal First of all, permitless concealed carry?
2: You know, I'm not sure how I feel
0: about that. And I'm I'm a gun owner, um, an army brat. You know, we that's we're we're very um uh, you know, Pro 2A and our family and things like that. Um, and uh, I'm not sure how I feel about permitless because I, I know that I feel like it definitely assists in law enforcement. You know, with, with law enforcement, if there is ever a situation where you're pulled over or other things, that shows them that you are a responsible gun yes, owner. Yeah. You've gone through the process. You know, you have to – there's safety courses and things that – because, you let's just say not everyone that legally owns a gun knows how to use it properly. And so exactly. there are good things that go along with the permitting process as well. Um, with, with open carry, my concern is that there are so many citizens that – are fearful of guns and unaware of the responsibility that people that would carry have that it could cause other other issues other concerns like if they're out at Walmart and there's someone open, open carrying is that person that is freaked out about it going to cause a scene because they see that someone is open carrying. And what are some of the other consequences that could come from that? Right. That's, those are just some of the concerns that I have with open. And I
1: will say this when I first moved to Arizona and I sat down in the tire store and in the waiting room and there was a guy next to me with a pistol on his hip, I was like, Oh, so we're here now. (laughs) And then within, within, within about a week, I was like, you know, whatever you just, you know you just get used to it is my experience anyway well Anna Higgins and Kristen Rhodes this goes so fast uh Kristen's gonna be filling in for me on the 26th thank you ladies for being here you did great you're listening
2: to News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze Milton Pensacola